Welcome to Teen Wealth Radio, a show just for teens, their parents, and educators to come together and discuss the issues that are affecting our youth today. Your host is Brandy England. Brandy is joined each week by amazing guests, as well as a regular panel of co-hosts who are here to give you ideas and encouragement every step of the way. We also have plenty of other surprises on today's show. So let's get started. Here's your host, Brandy England. Welcome, everybody, to Teen Wealth Radio. Um, Brandy is away again this week, so you've got me, Rebecca Shalon. And this week, I am joined by Miss Leah Ruane. Hi, Leah. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm really excited to have you on the show, especially because you are so young. Like, we, we do have a wide variety of guests appear on the show, but I'm, I, I love that you're here because um, we're going to bring that fresh perspective. You're, you're straight out of, like, high school and college, and I'm looking forward to seeing what you have to say today about um, choosing pathways and, and all that sort of thing and how COVID has affected it. Yeah. Thank you. So, yeah. Um, why don't we begin uh, by you can introduce yourself, tell the people a little bit about who you are, what you do, your dreams, all that good stuff. Cool. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, hi, my name is Leah Ruane. I'm 23 years old. I've lived in PA my whole life, um, Pennsylvania, PA. I recently just graduated uh, summa cum laude with a BA, bachelor's in acting for theater, TV, and film, and minors in psychology and dance. Um, so now I'm kind of just working on establishing my career and life post-grad. Um, yeah, I, I grew up in Pennsylvania, like I said, um, I've lived in like a very tiny house my whole life. Um, four kids in my family. I'm the only girl. So that kind of like impacted my, my life situation. Um, I never really had much privacy, but for that, I've been like super grateful. Um, yeah, I've been working from a young age. Uh, so I feel like that's also like impacted the person that I am um, really driven and as far as like my dreams go, uh, I just love the entertainment industry. I love um, being creative in general, like acting, modeling, crew work, anything I can like get my hands on. Hmm. And you say you've been working from a young age. How old were you when you had your first job? Oh, God. Um, I so this is going to sound crazy, but. I started working when I was seven years old, like basically seven. seven. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. Because my family, we have like a family business. Um, and so we all kind of grew up working together in that family business. Um, and it's a crazy kind of business, too. Like, not many people have, not many people that I've like talked to outside of this business have like people in this business, which um, we did like traveling carnivals. So we, we had like rides in games. And um, by the time I was like 15, I was running my own part of the business. So. Wow. That sounds pretty exciting. Actually, that would have been quite colorful growing up. I yeah. Yeah, it was it was really good because I got to like experience a lot of different areas. I mean, it was all pretty local, like within like two hours. But um, 
experienced a lot of different people, different cultures, like um, just was exposed to a lot from a very young age, which was cool. So um, since you've been working from uh, so young, what made you want to sort of continue your education and, and go to college? What was the appeal there if you were already in the workforce? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so I feel like the way that I was raised kind of plays into that. Um, my family, my family has always fought for our education, you know, like education was always very important to my parents. Um, and they raised us with that belief. Like we were raised with the belief that we could do anything. They always told us, you know, like follow your dreams, do whatever you want, but back it up. Like, make mm-hmm. sure that if you're going to do something crazy or, like, something that's wild and out there, that you do it. Like, go for it and do it. Um, so while they support, like, all of our dreams and, like, everything that we want to do, like, our crazy wild dreams, they're also, like, have an education. Back it mm-hmm. up with your knowledge, you know. Go learn. And did you go to college straight out of high school? No. So that was another thing. Um, It's weird because I felt a lot of pressure in high school to like, you know, as a senior or even a junior, when all your friends are picking colleges and they're, they're touring and stuff. um, I had anxiety in high school And so, like, balancing classes was a little difficult, like, balancing class with, like, friends and whatever else, like, with my anxiety in high school was difficult. And so it kind of just crept up on me that I had to pick a college. So here I am at the end of senior year, like, oh, my God, (laughs) I'm not ready. Like, they asked in the yearbook, where are you going? Um, And I I didn't even know what to put because I was like, Yes, I've been thinking about it, but I have no idea what I want to do or where I want to go even. Um, I just was not prepared. As much as I like wanted to be and I felt the pressure from others, I just couldn't do it. So mm-hmm. I decided what was best for me was taking a gap year. So I did take a gap year after my senior year of high school. Mm, I think a lot of our listeners probably can relate to what you're saying there where, they, where they're just really not sure what to choose and especially right now with these uncertain times uh, with COVID changing the way that we do things, the way that we learn and all that sort of things, these decisions are very different, like it's changing our workplaces. Right. Mm. Um, yeah, COVID is difficult. Well, I mean, right now everything is very difficult. Obviously, COVID is a huge factor. But I know that when I was in high school, even, uh, which was, you know, not that long ago, but a little bit ago, I, I feel like it was, there was a pressure put on me to not take a gap year after, to kind of go straight into college. Like, that was something that nobody really talked about, I felt like. Um, and yeah, I'm here to tell you that, like, that was one of the best decisions I made. I was nowhere near ready to, to pick a major, to pick a college or anything. Um, mm-hmm. And that year kind of gave me 
like I did a lot in that year. I like joined a gym. So I got to like work out a bunch. I got a job, um, like a, a separate job. I got, um, and I got experience on set, which was cool. Like my first crew set experience. So mm-hmm. I learned a lot. It was, it was like a really good experience for me. Yeah, I think um, that's something good to note as well is that you didn't just sort of take a gap year to do nothing. You you took the gap year and used it to, you know, like your parents said, you backed it up. You tried different things. You tried to see what you were interested in so that you could make the decision to go to college the next year. Right. And Mm -hmm. that's an important thing too is like that part of your life is crucial in like figuring things out and learning about yourself and trying new stuff, figuring out what you like and what you don't like. Hmm. Uh, So then you can be prepared for, you know, a year or two or even five years down the line, you know? Yeah, it's exactly right. Like, you know, you, the good thing to note here as well is like, even if you choose something and you start down that path, you can change your mind. Cause like, it's kind of crazy that we expect people that are like maybe, you know, a quarter of their life through to decide what they're going to do like for the next three quarters of their life when even most of that first quarter that they've lived, like they were, they were a child. <laughs> like right. how are you supposed to know? Like, it's just crazy. 100%. It's, it is crazy. Like you said, it's crazy how they make you decide like where your life is going when you're like 18 years old or 20 even or or 25 like how do you know what barely, you want to do scraping the surface of like possibility and, and opportunity but right. yeah like changing your mind is totally your prerogative and I think it's really cool that you got to have the gap year and and um have a variety of experiences to sort of push you um to where you wanted to go so why why did you choose the major that you did Oh my gosh. Um, that's a, that is a loaded question. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I've always been the type to like, want to try everything. Like I, if I could have quadruple majored and quadruple minored in something, I would have, like, I, I would have picked like so many different things to major and minor in. Um, that's just who I am. I have a lot of different interests and I like learning. Um, so when it came to picking a major, it was nearly as tough as picking a college. Um, Mm. I, I started out kind of thinking maybe like chemistry or, um, psychology. And then I ended up declaring communications Uh, or psychology. I don't even remember. It was communications or psychology. And then I started out my semester um, and kind of realized like one of the classes that I took for fun, just like an elective that I took for fun, was something that I liked the most. Um, So I took acting one um, because it's like a long story, but when I did pick the college that I ended up going to, I didn't really want to go there at first. Um, I kind of like hated it. And Mm -hmm. so my parents told me, pick in addition to your gen eds, pick like one or two classes that you think you might enjoy just for fun. So I took ballet one and acting one. 
and ended up like loving acting one like the class just opened my eyes I had never done that before um, I'd never taken like any formal acting classes or done any sort of performing and so that was the first class where I kind of felt accepted and and it felt cool to me to like do something like that and then mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe two or three weeks into that class, I decided I think that should be my major. I think that that's what I want to do. Yeah, so you kind of you kind of chose it when you'd already started. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like already part way through the semester, um, but you know, I had support from everyone, even like my professors that I I had just had those professors like just started with them like two or three weeks prior. And they were like, yeah, go for it. Like, what? why does it matter? Just change your major. It doesn't matter. So I was exactly. like, okay. <laughs> I love those moments as well. Like so many people sort of, you know, they they box themselves in into this pathway because they're like, oh, well, I've started it now. I have to finish it. Or, or you know, like I can't change it now because the year's already started. But like, yes, you can. Like you're, you're paying to be there and you're, it's your education and your life and it's setting you up for you wanna, what you want to do. And if you decide that you don't like something, like you can change your mind. Like it is okay to say, I want to do something else. Yeah, for sure. And honestly, most people do end up changing their mind. Like I would say that it's more common for you in college to start something and then realize, oh, I don't like this or, oh, this isn't what I thought it was Mm -hmm. and then change it. Um, And that's totally normal and totally cool. Yeah. And it is like, it's kind of tricky as well. Like, cause you know, you do have a lot of influences, like you're, you're very lucky that you've got such a supportive um, network around you that, you know, is kind of going with what you want to do and letting you do, self-direct like what you want to do. But, you know, other people also have such situ- like for, for myself, my parents are wonderfully supportive. I love them, but they definitely have a very strong way of um, suggesting things. Okay. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> My, my, um, like I did a double degree, but my, one of my degrees was chosen by my, my dad because he had decided that I had a natural flair for like marketing and things. So he's like, you're doing a marketing degree, but I, I actually wanted to do like psychology, but my sister had done it and he said, no, you're not doing psychology. And oh my like gosh. my, my, my true heart was obviously acting like always, always acting. And like, I am doing that now, but I I wanted to go to performing arts college, but I wasn't allowed to. So the way that I worked around that was like, okay, I'll do the marketing and public relations degree. um, But I also want to add on communications and media so that I still had my, you know, my film and, you know, uh, drama classes and things that I could take and could count towards my degree. Oh, I I love that. I would totally, I mean, I wanted to double major. I ended up not having enough time to double major because I did transfer into like a a new school. Yeah. Like that's amazing. That's so great that you were able to like Mm. match up marketing and communications and film and all that. I'm definitely grateful that like I got to do it, but I, I, I hate marketing and PR. (laughs) (laughs) It was really not my favorite. Like, yes, I can do it. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of business minded and things like that, but I, I hated every minute of it. And like Aww. the things I was learning, I was more just like, 
my God, the knowledge of, of this stuff that we're learning in the wrong hands is terrible. And the people <laughs> that tend to gravitate towards that are the people that are like trying to make you buy something for their gain as opposed to yours. Oh, God, like, yeah. It was, it was the worst, but I was really, really happy I got to do like communications. But um, yeah, it's, it's an example of like two different like uh, perspectives and stuff. But in both regards, we both sort of ended up choosing what we wanted to do. So mm-hmm. if you're out there listening, like just, just choose what you want to do from the get-go because eventually you will get there and like it, it's just better if you do it from sooner rather than later. Yeah, of course. I mean, if you know what you want to do, obviously what's holding you back you know like if you know go for it yeah exactly exactly um so you'd never done like an acting class before this was like the first thing um like first time that you had it and you fell in love with it um what made you uh want to stay in school for it as opposed to then sort of going okay well I want to just pursue this practically instead because you've already had Mm -hmm. like the workplace experience yeah so Part of that was because I was like, oh, I'm a little bit behind. I should get the basis, like get the education first so that I know what I'm doing rather than having to teach myself everything, which I already was starting to do. Um, But then part of it was being on set, like before I got to college and realizing I got to be on like my favorite set ever. Mm -hmm. And that moment being on that set was that changed my whole life. Like, that was when I knew, oh, I want to dedicate schooling to this. Like, I want to dedicate time to learning, you know. Mm-hmm. Just becoming, like, the the most equipped that you can and, like, soaking up all of the knowledge. But I want to hear more about this and your experiences through school and everything like that. But we are going to take a really, really quick break. Um, and then when we come back, we'll be talking more with Leah Ruane and her experiences through college. Great. I can't wait. <laughs> The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hey you. Yeah you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Every day, we're surrounded by technical buzzwords and jargon that can go way over our heads. Now, there's a show that brings it all back down to earth. Tune in for today, Tomorrow's Technologies, with host Jose Negron. We'll not only explain the new technologies that are shaping our world, we'll give you the benefits and backstory of these technologies. Listen for T3 with Jose Negron, live every Tuesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. All right. Welcome back, everyone. You're with Rebecca Shalon and Leah Ruane. And we're talking all things, um, you know, choosing pathways uh, for college and all that sort of thing. So we talked about how you chose your major, but how did you choose your college? Yeah. Um, so that also, that's a very tricky, uh, topic. So back when I was choosing, like trying to pick colleges to tour and, and, you know, like that whole thing that you have to do when you apply for colleges and such, um, I, I kind of was, so I went to a private school, like private high school, and I felt that there was a lot of pressure surrounding going to a good college, like a stereotypically good college. Um, and so I kind of had always been raised to believe somehow by like whoever was in my life that community college was the lesser option. Like that community college was was not the best education, was you know, it was frowned upon to go to community college. And so I never really thought of community college as an option. Um, and then when I was looking into colleges and I kind of couldn't figure out where I wanted to go my first year, I took that gap year and I spent that whole gap year. So I, I did one round of college applications and then I took a gap year. And then I did a whole nother round of college applications. I toured places and I applied to a lot of like really, mostly really expensive four-year schools. Um, And then I toured and I still could not find a fit. And I still just couldn't justify spending the amount of money that these four-year colleges cost. Um, So it it was the money, it was... The fact that I would have to move away from home and I didn't feel ready for that. Um, It was a lot of stuff that I just was not ready for. And I just felt very pressured uh, once again to choose. Um, And I didn't really want to take another year off. Like I was ready to go back into school. So my parents kind of pushed me to go to our local community college. And when I tell you, I, I was mad for some reason. Like they, <laughs> they pushed me to go there. And I was like, no, I, I don't want to go. Like I fought them on that. Um, 
I really just kind of, I like fell into that whole stigma that surrounds community college. And I was like, no, I I don't want to go. But I will, because this feels like the safe option. So like, let me just see what it's like. Let me try it out. So I went my first day and I got my driver's license and everything just so that I could commute. Um, So I kind of went into it with this like miserable attitude, unfortunately, like I just was not having it. Hmm. Um, And I showed up the first day of classes. And when I had picked my schedule, like I said, my parents were like, you know, take a few gen eds and then take a class or two just for fun. And like, maybe you'll like it there. Just see what happens, you know? So I kept a fairly open mind. I signed up for ballet one and acting one. And my first day, I loved, I like, I, from the the minute that I was on campus, I knew like, I belong here for Mm -hmm. some reason. It was... I mean, they don't call it community college for nothing. Like, it, it literally was like a small community. Um, everyone was super friendly. Their classes were small. Like, my professors wanted to get to know me. Um, there were so many opportunities that I could have because there were not as many kids. Um, I felt like the students that were there were really driven. Like... Just like, that's what, that's what was like their defining characteristic was that they were all super driven. And I ended up finding out like a lot of the kids there were just like me. They, they didn't really know what they wanted to do, but they knew that education was like a priority. Like they wanted to learn. Yeah. Um, I think you make a, a good point there about not, not, um, erasing options from from like your your choices kind of thing like to not discount something just because that you know someone has told you something about it you you should like sort of try and find out for yourself um because the stigma surrounding community college is is just that like it's an unfounded stigma um because the the quality of education there is great and a lot of the time as you mentioned is that the people that are drawn to community colleges are, are those that have really made that proactive decision to get education in their lives and they're a lot more driven than the people that are you know following that you know parent pathway straight from school into a private college that their parents have chosen and they're not necessarily motivated to be there right and mm-hmm. honestly I have my parents to thank for the fact that I even went there because they like Mm. kind of really forced me to go because Mm. they they knew and this is like why you should listen to your parents sometimes (laughs) sometimes (laughs) they knew they were like this you will like it there and if you don't you can leave that's okay just try it just try it out first um yeah and you know like it was great too because of the scholarships like there were a lot more scholarships available um it, it honestly was just like all over. It was just the best experience that, I don't know, it was just the smartest thing that I, I don't know, my, my parents mm-hmm. just knew what they were talking about. Like it just was a smart decision to go. Yeah. The lesson there, I guess, is to, to, to listen to, um, to people that you trust take on board what they have to say and approach it with an open mind. And as you say, like have that critical thought and then make the decision for yourself. 
because you ultimately made the choice to stay there through experiencing it, but you, you listened to the people that you trusted. Right. Yeah. That's so true. Like, and, and like, if I didn't enjoy being there, if I, if I found out that I hated it, I went there and I just didn't, I didn't fit in or whatever, that Mm. would be a different story. But I went there, I kept an open mind and ended up just making the best friends, having the best time. Um, The education was amazing, like top notch. Yeah, it was just, uh, it was a great choice. Um, you mentioned before when uh, when we first started the show as well that you you had some anxiety growing up and you know how did how did that manifest and how did that affect your choices with with you know choosing colleges and all that sort of thing? Yeah, um, it's it's actually kind of funny that I've I think I've had anxiety my whole life, mm-hmm. um, and I never knew it. Like when I was younger, literally, this is so funny. My mom, um, she'll tell me this story occasionally. She knew that I had anxiety when I was in first grade uh, because I came home from my first grade, like the first day of first grade. She was like, hey, honey, like, how was your day? How, like, how was your day? Just in general, what'd you do? And then I was like, oh, my day was good. Um, I had a nice day. I like talked to this person, but I'm really worried about second grade. And she was like, mm it's your first day of of first grade. What are you doing thinking about next year? Um, But yeah, I've always been the type to like, to think ahead. It's my anxiety, just like always having a plan B, always thinking too far ahead, um, just overthinking everything. So that's always been like how my anxiety has presented itself uh, growing up. Yeah. And you were saying like feeling pressure and things like that. Right. Yeah. Like pressure in high school specifically was, was where I felt it. Um, because you know, everyone it's, it's kind of hard senior year when that's what you're headed to. Like that's where you're headed is Mm -hmm. college. Most people are going to college, not everyone. Um, but, you know, the majority of people in your class, that's what they're talking about at that age. Mm. They're talking about where where am I going next year and what am I going to major in and, like, how far away am I moving? Am I going to live on campus or am I going to commute or whatever? And that's kind of like the talk of your life at that that point in your life. Um, and you can't escape it. So it's very like, if you have anxiety at all, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna show up in that Mm. scenario, you know, like it's a very, at least for me, it was very difficult to get away from that whole conversation of like, this is where I'm going next year. And I have this all planned out. I'm going to do this and I'm going to go here and this is what my life is going to look like. So you know, yeah, ha- having I think it's anxiety. A lot. Yeah, it's, it's a it's lot a to lot place for, on our kids. Right. It's a lot to to deal with at such a young age. Like I've always been like behind the ball. Like I've I've always been like a year or two behind in like what I want to do as far as what other kids my age are are doing. So, you know, it's it's difficult to have it all planned out at that age. 
So how um, did you go about like managing anxiety and the symptoms that you felt? What, what coping mechanisms did you use? You know, when, when I was younger, like when I was in high school, it was difficult to find a coping mechanism. Uh, a lot of the time, what it ended up being was meditating on music. Uh, music has always been like a huge part of my life. And I would, I would put my headphones in. I would find music like this is key for me. I would find music that like was new to me. Like, do you know when you listen to a really good song for the first time? It's like the first time you're ever hearing it. Mm. And it just like feels different. Like you just get this like full body at least for me, it's like a full body experience where you just feel so calm. Mm. Um, and that's what works for me is like, I would make a playlist of like songs that like my favorite songs or brand new songs that I know I like that I've like listened to once or twice. And I would just kind of turn off the lights and close my eyes and just sometimes I would fall asleep like that. Um, but yeah, sometimes I would just sit in a quiet room listening to music. Hmm. Um, so it's just really sort of finding that moment where you do have that, you know, like serotonin boost and where you do feel calm and then doing that repeatedly <laughs> and trying right. to like capitalize on that. Yeah. And, and a lot of times too, music worked really well because – my mind was like racing, like it, it was never quiet. There were always so many thoughts mm -hmm. uh, in my head and I couldn't quiet them down, but music temporarily would just drown them out for, you know, just for a few minutes where I could have like peace of mind and I could just vibe with a song, just mm -hmm. like, just feel good for like a few minutes. And that would set me back on track. And how did you find those few minutes in a full household with four kids and then adults and, and then yeah. some? How, yeah. how did you manage to do that? <laughs> That's difficult too, because as I mentioned earlier, I grew up, we have an extremely small house. It's literally like one or two bedroom house and there's six of us living here. Um, or mm -hmm. there were six of us when we were growing up. So you can imagine it's, <laughs> you know, it's a very tight, space here and you and and also it's like not there's there aren't really a lot of doors here it's very mm. open space like not a lot of privacy so I did have to learn like how to deal with that type of thing um so I did actually just get used to not really needing that privacy like I have my space and then if I didn't like if that wasn't enough and I needed like a room with a door that like I could go hide in or something it would end up being this sounds weird but it would end up being the bathroom like yeah. I would sit in the bathroom and uh, like I know that sounds weird but it worked you know like that was that's what worked for me but what if someone was like busting for the toilet <laughs> yeah well <laughs> they have to wait so <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's a very good skill to have, to be able to create some quiet amongst chaos. That's a yeah. that's a very good skill to have. And, like, you know, people who have, like, a different upbringing who maybe are an only child, 
can sometimes find it very overwhelming to go out into like the big noisy world and not being able to create that space for themselves. Whereas you had the opposite experience where you've had zero quiet and have had to like sort of create that sanctuary amongst the the chaos. Um, Like did that ever, like how did that manifest the frustration of that? Like while you were trying to find that spot that was yours, like how did you, like (laughs) I can't imagine that. Yeah, there were so many days where it would just get so frustrating to be, to be here, like just when, especially when we were younger um, and we were always like, like getting on each other's nerves. We were in each other's business constantly just because we were young and that's what you do when you're young. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, those days were the worst of it. Like we would often there would be so much yelling in the house where it would just be like, I need to leave. I need to get out of here. Um, And yeah, being able to like find space when it's so chaotic like that, it's kind, it's kind of just like you do it because you have to, and you, you find like what's convenient because you're forced to. Mm. Um, But yeah, I can remember so many days where, there used to be this toy. It's the grossest thing. There used to be this toy that like, I don't even know what it's called, but my brothers used to have it and it would like smell really bad. Like (laughs) the point of the toy was so that you would like spray it and it would just like smell like garbage. Like it would just smell really bad, which is honestly just an awful toy to have. Who gave that to those kids? Yeah. (laughs) That was like a popular toy when we were kids. And they used to like, like a terrible idea. I know. They would like taunt me with that toy. Like they would like follow me and like come into my, my like private area like that I would create and just like with that toy. So yeah, it's kind of just like, you have to do what you have to do and you have to find what you have in your space that will allow you to do what you do. That must've been really difficult as well, just sort of, you know, as being the only girl as well going through different changes to what your brothers were going through and, and not really being able to take that space or, or have anyone to like look towards as well. Like they kind of had each other. 100%. And like for that, I thank my mom. And I mean, my mom was, she's always been there. She's been like a best friend to me mm-hmm. for as far as that goes. Um, your parents are definitely adorable. I know they're so cute. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, like, and, and I did also just become a lot like my brothers. Like, I do have a lot of, like, weird boy traits, I'm sure. Like, and, and I'm cool with that because I grew up with them, you know? Yeah, that's, that's fair. All right, well, we're going to take, um, on that note, we'll take a little break. <laughs> um, and when we come back, we'll talk some more about, like, your current projects and all the things that you're doing at the moment. Cool. Can't wait. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? 
All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real. Real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to brandy at globalteenwealth.com. That's brandy with an I at globalteenwealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. All right. Welcome back, everyone. You're with Rebecca Shalon and Leah Ruane. Um, so we've been talking about, like, you know, the pathways that you took from high school, the, the things you dealt um, with growing up, um, and how you chose, like, the, the career path you're on. So now let's talk about what that led to. What opportunities have you been able to take um, take part in, and, and what are you doing now? Right. So I think the thing that I'm most proud of as far as, like, projects that I've worked on may not even seem like much to others, but it that this project is what made me decide to want to pursue entertainment as a career. It's like the moment that it hit me that I wanted to do this for a career was um, I was able to be on one of my favorite film sets, like my one of my favorite movies. Um, I don't, mm. Am I allowed to like say the name? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So I... I loved my favorite film series was like um, I liked Hunger Games, but I liked Divergent. The most. Oh my god, amazing! Yeah, like that. That was the coolest thing to me. Like that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And um, after I had seen the first one, I was driven so much that I was like, I need to find out who's casting this. I need to find out where it's it's filming like who who do I need to contact or look into to figure out like how I can be on this set um so I did I found out like who the extras casting agency was and I like watched for casting notices that I could apply for 
And it took like a year. But then I finally found the perfect opportunity. Um, They were casting for like a fill-in because one of their like drone soldiers dropped out and it was my exact sizes. Like it was like made for me. Meant to be. Yeah. And they were filming in Georgia. And I was like, I don't even care. Like Georgia's far-ish. Not, it's really not even that far. But I, I was just so set on being on that set that I was like, oh, I'll, you manifested I'll go anyway. that. <laughs> yeah, like I will do that. Um, so they called me and then I had to fly out like a few days later. Um, and I was on set for like three or four days. And while I was there, that's when it hit me. Like I, I mean, first of all, it was just a magical experience, um, mm. you know, being on that set in general. But just doing the work and finally knowing what it felt like to be on a set and to to be a working like background actor even was mm. huge for me. And I, it just clicked in that moment. I was like, this is what I want to do. Um, I love that. That makes me so happy. Yeah, it was the coolest thing. And like still to this day, I can like remember what it felt like. And uh, just like I have such fond memories from that set. I Um, 100% know the feeling you're talking about. And it's like you could be doing anything on set. Like it doesn't even matter. I don't care if I'm picking up garbage as long as I am on set. Literally, (laughs) like like, I'll I'll do anything. (laughs) One time I was a PA and Mm. my job for the day because it was cold out. My job for the day was like holding the actors' coats and like following <laughs> them around yeah. with their coats and just making sure that they were like warm enough. Yeah. Uh, and I and I was just happy as a clam. <laughs> yeah. Just that I could be there. I just I thought that was the coolest thing. I agree. And you end up taking like such pride in in this task, even though it may not seem like much to someone else, but like you just know that you're a part of something bigger and that you're satisfying something inside you. Right. Yeah. And like, I love seeing finished products. Mm. So a lot of times for me, that's what it is too, is like, um, after I work on something, I can look at it and be like, I was there for that. I I remember what that was like. And uh, wow, like, that's what it became. Like what I what I witnessed in real Mm. life is like what I'm watching right now. And like, how did they do that? How did they make it look different? (laughs) You know, like, it's just like that's another part of it for me is like being amazed at what they create after the fact yeah you found something that sets your soul on fire I love that yeah so, so which, yeah, which mean, movie was that in the in the series so I was on Allegiant part one that's awesome yeah did you spot yourself at all yeah you you actually can see me in one of the trailers like fairly clear um but yeah, I was in like two or three scenes and there's a lot of like running going on in the scenes because we were soldiers and we were yeah. like. You oh, know, you in Dauntless? I was, um, I was a bureau drone soldier. Oh, very, very cool. Yeah. So like the people in the red and orange like suit type things, uh, like army suits. Um, and if people, um, what what other movies and things like that, where can they find you if they want to watch you? So, I mean, 
I you can like look up my name. I have an IMDb. There's like other projects uh, that I've worked on are on my IMDb. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I and honestly, some of the projects that I've worked on, I haven't even seen, mm. which is like my favorite part. So I don't know why I haven't seen them yet, but um, but yeah, you can you can look me up on you know if you Google my name, you can find that. Yeah. And then what about your Instagram? Oh, my Instagram is at R-U-A-N-E-L-M. Like my last name and then my first and middle Mm. initials. Yeah. And I I love your Instagram because you're also a very talented model. Um, Are there any sort of modeling things that you're working on at the moment or or what do you hope to to do with that? That's sweet of you, first of all. Thank you. (laughs) Um, I mean, it's back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so modeling, as far as modeling goes, that's always been a huge passion of mine. um, And I still intend on doing something with that. Uh, I would like... I mean, I I had planned on going to New York and doing like agency calls and all that, but I just I haven't gotten to it because of quarantine. Mm-hmm. So that's my next goal. Um, I will be going to New York and doing all that. So yeah. Hmm. Are there any other talents or or things that you want to pursue, or you're pretty set on like the modeling and acting road? Yeah. So as I said before, I have like a billion interests and, Mm. you know, as far as even like psychology, environmental studies, um, so many things like dance, acting, crew work, uh, singing, even I'd like to like get better at singing. I draw a bit. Um, I've been, I've been, um, learning how to sew and like make clothes and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, like, play ukulele. So I always keep busy with, like, hobbies and stuff. And, like, Mm -hmm. anything that I can do that I enjoy doing, I'm going to do. So. I love that. I love it when guests say that. And I, like, say it again for the people in the back. Because it is totally okay to not just do one thing. It's it's more than okay to have a wide variety of interests and not make money off each and every single one. You can do things just because you enjoy them. Right. And, and honestly, like as far as anxiety goes, that's something that I always did have in mind. I was like, like, I need to be doing this and like, I need to stay focused doing what's important to my career. Mm -hmm. Um, or I need to do what makes me feel productive. But honestly, like you, you can't be healthy or at least I can't without having like hobbies like having stuff to do that you don't have to do for money like Mm. you can just unwind and and kind of just like figure out hey I I kind of like this thing I think I can just add this into my like repertoire whenever I need to pull like something to calm me down or or just like relax like I think maybe today I'll draw or you know yeah, I think I think that's really important. Like you don't you don't just have to be living it like you know you were talking a lot about pressure and things like that. So this is taking that off. You're not putting yourself in a pressure cooker where every single thing has to have like 
um, a productive end to it. Like you, you've got some outlet. Yeah, for sure. You, I mean, and that's something that's taken me a long time to, to understand and be okay with, but it's so important once you get to that, that point in your life where you're cool, just doing what you enjoy. A hundred percent. That's like an empowering feeling. Like that's, that's a cool feeling. Totally. I wish I knew that at 23. I I am 33 next year and I'm still learning that lesson. I'm only now just being like, oh God, I can, I can do this because, because I like it. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. Well, at least you know now though, like, you know, better late than never. That's true. That's true. Well, if you like something that Brandy always likes to end the show on, just because we are coming towards the end of our time together, if the world had to just sit and listen and you had 60 seconds to tell the world anything and, and they had to listen to what you were saying, what would you say? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's so much pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, I, I would say, um, first off, just just be kind to people that's honestly that's the first thing be kind and just uh understand that everyone's going through something um you don't have to be able to see it to be able to to just be kind to someone um and then second if there's something that you want to do put your all into it and just do it like there is a way that you can achieve whatever you want to achieve you just have to find the way um mm-hmm you know, the possibilities in life are endless and you can do whatever you want. You just, like I said, you just have to find a way to do it. Um, and if you need help, there's so many people out there who will help you and like who want nothing but the best for you. So you just I have love to find that. those people. There's some very important uh, notes in there where you ask for help if you need it, where there's a will, there's a way, and perspective is always an important lesson. So being kind to each other and being kind to yourself, like all, all of that good stuff. But it's been so wonderful talking to you, Leah. Thank you so much for being on the show with Aww. us today. Thank um, you for having me. No worries at all. Happy to have you. For everyone out there listening, I hope you had a good time listening today and we will be here same place, same time next week, 5 p.m. Pacific on Teen Wealth Radio. Thank you. Thanks for being part of Teen Wealth Radio. Please join your host, Brandy England, her guests, and panel of experts again next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you here for the next show. Oh, oh, oh.